You're listening to Operation Veteran Finance, where veterans receive unbiased and expert advice to help them achieve their money mission. Here's your host, Army veteran and certified financial planner professional, Garrett Sorensen. Hello, welcome back to OVF Operation Veteran Finance, where you get straightforward investing, saving, and planning education to help you accomplish your financial mission and become a veteran of your finances. I am your host, Army veteran and certified financial planning professional, Garrett Sorensen. I am looking forward to this episode. This was this was actually an episode that was given to me from a close friend of mine that he just made the recommendation. We were kind of talking, we were talking about the podcast. He's, he enjoys listening to the podcast. He said, you know, Garrett, one thing that I really, I just don't understand is the beginning process, the process of how I would get started. If I had to start over today, how would I get started with my investing and savings? And uh, it it's one of those things where because I live in this world, I, I eat, I breathe, I wake up. One of the first things I'm doing is logging into different investing accounts. I'm looking at balances. I'm looking at trades. I'm doing all these different things typically before lunchtime on any given day that I kind of, I live so much in that world that I don't realize I don't know what people don't know outside of what I know. And that might be a little bit convoluted, but That is something that I think about. And so I did, I wanted to take a step back and almost say, if I was going to start over today on my investing and savings journeys, uh, what would that look like? How would I, Garrett Sorensen, actually start over again today if I had to? So that's the topic of conversation. Uh, One of the things that we're going to think about that I'm going to kind of make, I'm going to make a few assumptions as we're making, as we're going through this, but I'll tell you guys what those assumptions are, just so you have a good idea of where I would be in the right, in the headspace of this. Uh, The very first one I would think about is that I would have basically no revolving debt. So the idea would be credit cards would essentially be paid off, or I would just have very low balances where maybe I'm trying to maximize my credit score or something like that. It's not going to be something where I'm going to have an exorbitant amount of debt well and above what I could based on my cash holdings at that point in time, just pay off right away. And so that's going to be the first assumption that I make. The second assumption is that I've got a job, (laughs) which uh, I guess would really, that should probably be the first assumption, but uh, I have a job and that job is paying me enough to cover my basic expenses. And there is still, even if it's just a little bit, a little surplus of money that I have after my basic expenses are paid in order for me to save for uh, my future and my goals. So kind of you know taking that into play i've got a job i'm earning enough money i'm not not you know i it can still be not necessarily paycheck to paycheck or anything like that again you don't have to make a whole lot of money to start saving uh but you have enough money where you're able to pay your bills comfortably and you still have a little bit left over that you can save and then with that you're not living outside of your means when it comes to debt and your revolving debt is paid off your fixed debt whether it be your home mortgage or a vehicle loan or anything like that uh, I would, if, if I have those, that's fine. I'm going to continue to pay on those like normal. Uh, the one thing I'm going to look at is what are my interest rates on those? Are they okay? 
if you're sitting there with a 22 and a half percent APR on a on a Camaro that you bought right outside of uh, the Fort Bragg gate, then you might want to consider paying that down to the point where you can refinance it or trade it in for something that's a little bit more economically sound. Uh, but that's that's just kind of the assumptions that I'm going to look at from there. So once I have those things figured out, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my employer and I'm going to see if they have an option for saving and investing. Typically a 401k, maybe a 403b. We're in the military, so we you know about the TSP. This is going to be the first place that I start, specifically because I want to get any free money that I can from investing from my employer. And so I'm looking to see if they have a match. I'm looking to see if they have some type of uh, deferral compensation plan. If they have something where they're going to, if I meet certain goals, maybe I have an RSU option or I'm getting some type of stock options. This is going to be one of the first places that I go and I look to see for the opportunity for saving my money. 401ks are 401ks are all different. No no 401k is the same. I've seen thousands of different 401ks. Some are great, some are amazing. Some I struggle to tell people that they should continue to save into just because they are such high fees, terrible investment opportunities, but for the most part, you still do because there is that match available to it. And that match is essentially free money. Is there a time when I would make a recommendation for somebody to potentially not save into a 401k? Uh, if there wasn't a match, if there was no match at all or anything like that, I might consider that to be a time. Uh, another one of the rare times is that, again, if you if you're already not earning enough money, or you're drowning in debt and you need to pay it off, that extra money going in there, even you know, you can't touch that free money that's going into your 401k for quite some time without, you know, paying a penalty or taxes or whatever it might be. So uh if that's the case, then yes, you need to focus again on getting your debt in control, making sure that you're earning an, a, a living that you're not beneath your means, you're not uh, struggling to survive, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. So that would probably be those are probably the two times I would say. Uh, that's when I'm going to look at not starting with my employer plan, either a 401k or 403b. And again, it, the plan could be bad, but if they offer a match, putting in to get that match, I think is the very first place I would start when it comes to saving. The best part of, for that, again, is that I don't have to do anything. I can go to my HR rep or typically there's some type of plan sponsor, uh, a representative from the company that your that your plan is with, where you can say, hey, I want to save this money. There might be a form that you have to fill out, but it's incredibly easy and it gets started for you. So that's the very first place I would start. Where I'm going to go next, uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to look at other opportunities I have for tax advantage savings. And some of the most common tax advantage savings are going to be within an IRA, so a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Now, there's rules when it comes to this. So very broadly speaking, again, I'm going to assume that in some way, shape, or form, I have the capability to be able to contribute up to, I mean, it doesn't even be up to the limit, but I'm able to contribute to these accounts based on my incomes, my income limits and based on the, all the different rules that are available to it. Um, that's going to be, again, just an assumption I make that I'm, I'm covered under those and I am able to contribute to those. What I'm going to look at 
again, this is where having a financial plan is so incredibly key because I think one question that I get asked most by a lot of young investors that are starting out is, should I do traditional or should I do Roth? And I have to ask that question saying, how much do you think you are going to need in retirement or how much do you think you're going to have when it comes to retirement spending? Because ultimately, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the taxation of those accounts in the future and today. And so combining those features, if we were to say, you know, my tax bracket is really high today, uh, but I expect that in the future, it's going to be very low because I'm, I earn great money right now, right? I'm right at that limit. I've, I'm, I'm paying the, you know, a really high tax rate today. But when I'm retired, I'm not going to be working. I'm not going to have a pension. I might have social security and then I'm going to need this money here to pay myself. That means that you're going to have a really low uh, tax liability in the future. And so it might be potentially more beneficial for you to take a tax deduction on a traditional IRA contribution today, even though it's not much, to take that deduction today, help lower your taxes today, and then you'll pay taxes in the future, sure, but you might go from a 22 or a 32% tax bracket down to a very, very low, possibly even zero, uh, but most likely within one of those much, much lower tax brackets in the future, whatever the future uh, tax brackets might be. Whereas if you are, for instance, a lot of people nowadays in the military, you might be a brand new lieutenant, you're saving, you're trying to put money away and you're in a lower tax bracket right now because you're not earning a whole lot of money. But that's not to say that in 30 years from now, you're not a two, three star general. I'll tell you right now, I've got clients that are two and three star generals. They have tax problems in retirement. They have pensions, they have savings, they have all these different incomes. They earn a very, uh, uh, they have a really high propensity for earning even in retirement because of opportunities for speaking engagements. They might have books, they may sit on boards, whatever it might be. Uh, and so these people might want to start looking, if you're following this boat, you might want to start looking at how you can potentially pay more taxes today based on your lower rate compared to in the future when you have a much higher chance of, of um, being in a higher tax bracket. So for me, uh, I, I'm i just like everybody else. I think I'm going to earn more money in the future and my, my living and cost of expenses and things like that are going to continue to go up. And I like where the tax rates are at today for myself. So I'm going to look at saving on a Roth basis because I have the opportunity to. And so I would save on a Roth basis. Again, if I was in a different position, I think if, for instance, I was uh, potentially a business owner, I knew I was going to sell the business. And then once I sold the business, I was never going to work a day again in my life. I was never going to earn another penny outside of what, what I uh, received from selling the business. I might look more at how I can save taxes today because I know I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future. If you're listening to this and you're like, I could use some help with that, reach out. Let's have a conversation. Let's start that. Let's start that uh, uh, analysis and take a look at where do we think we're going to be in the future, and we'll we'll really help you kind of make the best decision for you. But for me, in this scenario, I'm going to go with a Roth IRA and. Up until the point where I can contribute up to that contribution limit of the Roth IRA, you'll have to look that up when you start making that contribution. This is something that can change year over year, depending on what it might be. And it also depends on your age as well. 
uh, when you're a little bit older, you can usually contribute a little bit more. These are things that are always changing, which is why I'm being very broad about it. I hate to say that in a year, people listen to this and they're just like, oh, that's not the right number for what it is now, or the rules have changed. So again, these are things that have rules. You're always going to want to look at those rules. Uh, you can send an email to us. You can reach out to us. We'll help you understand those rules as they are today and whether or not you're able to contribute to that. But I'm going to contribute up to the point where I can contribute to the limit on that Roth IRA. Now, the next thing I would do is actually going to be very dependent on uh, a couple of assumptions here as well. And that would be that I either have a very strong level of savings already, meaning potentially maybe uh, more above my emergency fund that I need. Uh, maybe I already own my home, and so I'm not saving to buy another home or there's not anything that I need to immediately save outside of uh, for retirement at this point in time. But the next place I'm going to start saving is that traditional, I say traditional, that might be confusing, just a regular taxable account, that regular brokerage account. Now, the caveat here is that if I'm not maxing out my Roth IRA contributions, but I have other things that I would like to be saving for today that I'm going to be using in a much shorter time frame, potentially one to four, three or four years, then I might split the amount that I'm putting inside my Roth IRA with a taxable account. So if I can only put $4,000 inside my Roth IRA this year based on extra earnings that I have that I'm able to save, I might say, okay, well, I'm going to put 2000 inside of a Roth IRA, 2000 inside of a taxable account because I want to save for a down payment on a home or I, you know, my car, I want to buy a new car and I don't like having a car loan. So that's going to be a five-year thing where I'm going to be saving. And so I'm going to save a portion of it to my Roth and a portion of it to my taxable account. If you're able to do both at the same time, do both. Max out that Roth account, save to your taxable account. Things are all good. Uh, if you can only do one, if you only have the opportunity to do one, I still like the Roth IRA. There's a lot of opportunity to be able to use the Roth IRA in ways that you really probably shouldn't unless it's an emergency or it's a part of a very strategic plan that you've created with a professional like myself. Uh, then there's ways that we can work about doing that. And that's why the Roth really is a, a good opportunity. But even if that means you're only putting $100, $200 a year inside of a Roth IRA, uh, and then still saving a little bit on the taxable account, I think I think that's the right strategy to go about. I, there's very few times we're going to say, don't put money inside the Roth IRA, only save to a taxable account. The only time that's going to come about is if your specific saving and investing goals lead towards something that you wouldn't be able to use the basis of that Roth IRA for uh, in the future, within a within a reasonable time frame, so that's kind of where that comes into place. So we're putting money into our four hundred one k up to the match. We're contributing to our Roth IRA. Hopefully, getting to the place where we can actually max out our contribution to the Roth IRA, and then from there, we're saving on a taxable basis. But you might be saying, you know, Garrett, that that's is there more? Is that all I need to be doing? There are more options here uh, for a lot of people that are in the military. This may not come into play because Tricare is not considered a high deductible plan. But if you are working, if you're a veteran, you're working for an employer, and your health care is considered to be a high deductible plan, then you might have the option to contribute to a health savings account or an HSA. 
This is a really good account if it makes sense based on your earnings and income level. This is an account that you can save for that is typically the contributions are pre-tax. So you're not paying a tax on the dollars that you're putting in there yet. Uh, and they grow tax-free. And then from there, if they're used for a qualifying medical purpose, you can actually use those funds uh, tax-free on the payment as well. So there really is a triple tax benefit there potentially for using an HSA. Odds are you're going to have at some point in time, even if you're 22 years old listening to this right now, and you're saying, you know, I did four years, I'm out, I've got, any, I've got a high deductible plan. Should I be contributing to an HSA? Yes, because you're most likely going to have some type of medical expense in the future. Being able to save for that now for that purpose is really what sets people apart, uh, the wealthy apart when it comes to spending, because the last thing you want to do is be my age, nearly 40, looking at the fact that, well, if I have a medical cost, it's going to be coming out of my savings that I have elsewhere. You are already saving separately in a completely different bucket of money for those expenses and allowing to them to grow on a really, really great tax advantage basis. So that would be, if it's an opportunity, something I would look at. Uh, if that's not an option, this is where you actually start to come back and say, okay, I'm only contributing to the match on my 401k. Maybe I should start putting more money into this and try to get to the point where I'm matching out my 401k, 403b now. Uh, that's a much higher limit. And so this isn't something that if this is this is something that you can do right away, especially in your 20s or 30s. Good for you. Um, I know, you know, you start to get to a point with your 401k where as you're earning more money, it does become a little bit easier. And if you're to that point where you're saying, OK, I sh could, sh could I be saving in different places as you're looking at maybe title changes that come with more money or you're receiving raises at work and you're in a good place financially with your income level, your cash flow, uh, that's where I would start to say, okay, let's increase that 401k contribution amount to try to get more money. And I'm going to do this truthfully. Again, this scenario is about me. So I'm going to do this periodically as I'm going through. I'm going to say, I've earned more money. I'm going to I'm going to increase the percentage amount I give to my 401k. Uh, maybe even up to the point where I don't recognize that that raise at all, or maybe it's just a portion of that, whatever it might be. But I'm going to work on that until I get to a point where I'm completely maxing out that 401k contribution to help ensure that I'm I'm getting very prepared for my uh, future for retirement. If if I was not going to do that, if I had different goals, and uh, I'll tell you guys right now, I talk a lot about understanding your goals, having a plan for your goals. This is where this is start this is where it starts to get very important because if your goals are different, where you're saying, I want to start a business in 10 years, or I want to buy more real estate in the next five to eight years, or I want to do something that is outside of this traditional style of saving for retirement. But and again, there's nothing wrong with this. This is the this is the path I'm on. I'm telling you guys how I would do it if I was starting over today. But if you're on a different path, if you're looking at starting a business, if you want to do nonprofit work in the future, if retirement is something that's a little bit different from you than most other people, the way that you should save would be a little bit different. Having a financial plan 
where you can sit and look at those goals and talk to a professional about the best way to accomplish those goals to be able to save and invest in a, in a, a way in, in accordance that gets you to, to reach those goals, that is going to be more important than what I'm saying to you today. And this is something that we can help you. We'd love to help you be able to work on this. Uh, if you guys want to, you can reach out. There should be a link below in the show notes that allows you to click on that and actually send us an email. If not, you can go to www.operationveteranfinance.org. There's a section on that page that you can click on and it'll take a link. It'll it'll send you right over there. You can put your request in there. It comes directly to me and I'm going to respond back to you. So hopefully that gives you a pretty good idea of where I would start, how I'd go about it. If I had to start over today, start my investing and savings journey again, how would I do it? That's exactly how I would do it, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to answer those questions for you. Thanks, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Operation Veteran Finance. You can listen to this episode or all other episodes by visiting the website, www.operationveteranfinance.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Markham Wealth LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisory firm with its principal place of business in Ohio. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. This discussion is intended to be general and educational in nature and is not tailored to any listener's individual circumstances or financial situation. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained herein serves as the receipt of or as substitute for personalized investment advice. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. This communication should not be construed as a recommendation or solicitation to take or refrain from taking any particular course of action due to various factors, including changing regulation and market conditions. The information discussed may no longer be reflective of, of current positions or recommendations. All information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date at the point of publication. Markham Wealth does not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The subjects discussed herein are general in nature, provide for information purposes only, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Listeners should consult with the professionals of his or her choosing regarding their specific legal, tax, or financial situations.